Hello, everybody. This is the Value Line Observer brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. Got it. Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> and we're 20-year Wall Street veteran, <laughs> you know, portfolio managers, analysts. I mean, we've worked in the business for two decades now. Uh-huh. And we've taken... <laughs> <laughs> 25 years, Vern, for me. <laughs> the older of the two right, of us. Right, okay. but yeah. better looking. Okay, check the website. You'll yeah. see. Vanity, thy name mm-hmm. is Val. All right. <laughs> yeah, alliteration. Come on, that. let's do the intro. Uh, right. And we've uh, we've assumed secret identities, disguised our voices, gone underground, so that we can bring you our candid opinions every week about stocks. We go through the Value Line Investment Survey this week, the issue of June fifteenth, two thousand seven. Although, and, in a um, twist, it's actually June. Should we reveal it? 13 certainly yeah we're in the in the future <laughs> we've added past, a little, I don't we've know. added a little technology to yeah, our we've got uh, some travel schedules here. so <laughs> if something terrible happens to the market oh on goodness. the 14th or 15th <laughs> then we didn't know about well, it well no. like everything else i mean this is uh, we're going we're giving it our best effort best right? effort uh, but we bring our long experience long experience institutional markets to doing it, this but, a long time um but it is for entertainment purposes and we're way. drinking i've um, been drinking a little bit too long you know, we, today we you know we want to stay employed so uh but I, you know and and because of that we may have a variety of conflicts of interest involved a ton in of, them, of the stocks that frankly. we're talking about um i feel very conflicted personally <laughs> uh, aside from all that though for the show <laughs> no, uh, we may we so only, please visit we our website them. at www.thevalueguys.com uh, to read more about that this week um the week of june 15th uh value line i think this well, is like the june uh, 15th is a friday and yeah, we've had this conversation that's not the week, the week of ending june, right. june 15th yeah. Uh, this is um it, it's the energy issue in a way is back up for value line here we've got uh, petroleum, we've got natural yeah. gas, we've got coal. Um, so in the, in the back end of the show, I'm going to come back and um, talk about coal and a couple of stocks that uh, Value Line actually features on their uh, table of contents this week. Wow. They finally added uh, coverage of Bucyrus International, uh, the uh, really the only competitor to Joy Global, a stock that we've hmm. talked about in the past and that we own. And uh, Yeah, I, I uh, noticed that was so that we want to So we want to talk, uh, talk about both of them, do a little compare and contrast, okay. and talk about them. Versus uh, the cold names, but uh, first, yes, sir. I'm going to turn it over to. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the orator of ob- obfuscation. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Thank you. I made that up on the I spot. I see that you're very good at that. Is that Val the, is that Hughes. The whole thing? Val Hughes. Val Hughes. Val Hughes. Say you. it fast. Not my real name. Val Hughes. Val Hughes. Val Hughes. Val Hughes. Val Hughes. Okay. Anyway, this week uh, I've done very little work, uh, although. You know, we're Keeping coming, with <laughs> conventional practice. Conventional practice. This is stuff I've known, and we have talked about some of these before. It's an issue with a lot of chemicals and oil and distribution, and I get into these specialty chemical companies because, uh, frankly, I mean, capacity utilization is moving up. Uh, we're in the certainly best Actually, guess I would think be it's sort of flat. Well, we're, we're best guess for me anyway is that we're in the levels. we're in the second half of the cycle. Uh, things are starting to break. And uh, you don't necessarily want to invest a lot in new capital equipment if you can use Band-Aids until you see if the economy is going to stay okay. And so, and there's inflation. You know, the 10-year bond has been moving up uh, its highest levels in five years. Normally, that's bad for the market because it's interest rates inverse, of course, to uh, 
uh, to stock prices as a, as, a, as a yield. And so, you know, my theory has been for a little while that some of these specialty chemical guys that are really important to processes that are now at their most uh, you know, advanced incremental margin in terms of profitability, they have a chance to get pricing due to inflation and the fact that the next dollar of product from their customer is the highest margin dollar of sales. And so they have a little leverage and they're using it, and we've been with this theme for about a year. I just want to say that uh, for most of them, this theme has actually not been working <laughs> on a relative performance basis, although uh, in part that's because the stock market's been strong. And this is one of the groups that still hasn't really moved in terms of, uh, you know, gains over the year, the way the S&P or well, some the of the Well, the market's other. used to seeing improving performance from these kinds of companies in a good cycle like we have now, but the market doesn't yet understand the argument, the subtlety that, that you've observed, that we have much less available additional capacity now we're starting to run out of i mean really run out of capacity yeah we're, we're we're getting it to the levels where you can't really grow and you have problems these guys all have little solutions for things that save time and money and they might get a price increase of you know quite a bit higher than inflation because they're important to a process that's you know a hundred times the value of what they sell anyway let me that's the theme on all these this week i'm going to start on page 466 Avery Dennison, it's one we've, you know, looked at before. If you go to the stationery store, you're going to know their little Avery labels that compete with Post-it notes, and, uh, and, and that's kind of what they do. They make glue. That makes uh, them a converter. Uh, converter, absolutely. They make glue that holds a lot of stuff together in industrial processes. Uh, Value Line says they're a worldwide manufacturer of self-adhesive base materials, labels, tapes, office products, specialty chemicals. Um, and, uh, you know, it looks like pressure sensitive, 58%, office 19, uh, retail, you know, they, they've had a recent acquisition of a retail information, uh, business, Paxar, which I'm not that familiar with, but it looks like they got a good deal on it. But from 30,000 feet, these guys look like they're in a segment that's, uh, improving margin, improving pricing. We're seeing that in the numbers here, operating margin around 14%. I'm immediately attracted up front to the valuation. They're showing 6.95 per share in cash flow for next year. The stock's at 65. That's nine times. Even if I subtract capital spending, which is at a record high, two bucks a share, I'm at 14 times free cash flow. Now, I'm going to look at the inverse of that as a yield, one over 14. That's 7%. Plus, I'm going to get growth. Value line's predicting 7% earnings growth. I personally, and some nice yield, I see. Yeah, good yield in the dividend. I think the growth here is, is apt to be low. They're expanding into India and China, and those economies are growing quite a bit faster than U.S. GDP and quite a bit faster than 7%. So to the extent that they're seeing mixed changes to higher margin products, geographic changes to higher growth territory, um, and not a lot of serious competition because at the level these guys operate, the value of the brand and the reputation, uh, particularly when the value of their product relative to the sales price or the end product is so small, people aren't going to invest a lot of time in sampling a dozen guys that do this. They're going to pick the market leader, and these guys are. Um, value line doesn't like them right now. They talk about slow growth on the top line. Uh, they've discontinued some products. Well, they're lower margin products. 
Uh, they're acquiring Paxar. What are but returns it, on capital like? Returns on capital here are in, you know, 18, 19 percent. Mm. That's outstanding. And they've got 22 percent debt to cap. That's low. They've got a tremendous amount of flexibility. And, uh, you know, the negatives here are they're cutting product. It's low margin product. That helps their ROI. They did an accretive acquisition. That means they're buying it cheaper than they are. And I'm telling you, they have a good yield. It means they got an even better cash yield on the acquired company. And Value Line themselves say they're going to pull 90 to 100 million out of cost. So uh, it's going to be even more accretive in the on following a year. Of- they're building factories in China and India. What else do you need to know? And uh, they're about eight times. <laughs> well, cash probably flow. a lot. <laughs> ah, not for the value <laughs> but, guys. But not if you say right. so, Val. Well, I just think that uh, you don't need to know a lot. I'm seeing va- rising ROI. They're investing in the fastest growth economies in the world. And uh, Avery Dennison, what else do I need Symbols to say? Symbols AV1. Okay, uh, next up, HB Fuller, F-U-L. Uh, this one is, uh, let's see, page 472. What do they do? HB Fuller Brushes? formulates, you know, a lot of people make that mistake. Uh, but no, they formulate, paint. manufacture, market adhesive, sealants, coatings, paints, other specialty coatings and chemicals. Paints. Paint. Right. I said paint. Okay, you get a pit, you get a, a bonus for that. Uh, Europe twenty eight percent, America just forty eight. America more. No, I got yes. that right. Okay, look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a run. All right, excellent. Okay. Uh, America is less than half. You're internationally diversified. Uh, these guys have a little more challenged uh, return on total capital, 11%, but the delta's good. They are going from 8 to 11. That means something's working right now. Operating margin going up. They're getting price increases we talked about a minute ago. Valuation, 9 times gross cash flow, 11 times free cash flow uh, on a P.E. basis, 16 times. That's cheap. They're getting pricing, as I said. Um, value line here says that uh, the North American mark, the market gives them cause for consternation. So I did a spell check on that. They got it right. But, uh, wow, they could have. What's that mean? They're starry-eyed? I don't know. Somebody's very worried or, con- or <laughs> concerned. But uh, North America volume was They're down 10%. So you know, they whatever. make medicines for that. Stuff you can get them moves over the around. Counter. They're uh, internationally diversified. They're undergoing a successful turnaround. Uh, they're off to a good start here. You know, they've had some foreign foreign currency issues on the top line, and uh, they're also about to introduce a whole bunch of new high margin products. So their return on total capital is apt to move even higher. I don't understand higher. that. If they're mostly foreign, that with the weaker no, dollar, half foreign, half foreign. Okay. Well, if they're half foreign, then with the weaker dollar, they're getting a boost on the top. Right. Line. That's part of their growth rate here. Ah, okay. And so. Uh, oh, that's what you're saying is kind of a problem. It's not. Well, it could opinion. unwind, and but yeah. you know, Value Line themselves is predicting. 20% cash flow growth over the next five years, 11% earnings growth, and on top of the valuation of 11 times free cash or 9% cash on cash yield, as I might look at it, that's pretty decent. And so uh, you're not paying a lot. HB Fuller, you know, check it out, 472. And finally, least but not last, or is it last but not least? Either way, Wellman, page 492. This thing is beat. Up. B-E-A-T-U-P. Beat up. Wow. This thing's been going straight down for as many years as Value Line goes back, uh, although it's up in the last few months. WLM Wellman. Now, I remember the stock from literally 20 years ago when they were one of the first ones to convert plastic bottles that people would collect and give to them uh, into fibers that could be woven into carpet. So they were a converter. 
Uh, they still do that, and I think they're getting caught up a little bit in the housing decline. This stock in early 05 was at 15. Now it's at 3. Now, how can that happen? Well, four years of losses doesn't More hurt. sellers than buyers. Start. Yeah, they've also just been putting up terrible numbers. Their return on capital is NMF, so that's not good. But here's what I like about it. You don't want to know what that means. They're generating gross cash flow of 85 cents this year, a buck 45 next year. Now they have losses on gap earnings, but they've got 85 million dollars in depreciation. That's nearly two and a half bucks a, a share. The balance sheet is not something you want to really study carefully. <laughs> They're 76 percent debt to not cap. On an empty stomach no, we've anyway. seen worse. We've seen worse. Their interest is covered. If you look at gross cash flow, okay, so that's nice. If However, you have a blanket. Right. If you look at earnings before all expenses, they're well covered. <laughs> but, however, if you Sometimes say, known as sales. Right, EBE, earnings before expenses. <laughs> that was a common metric not that long ago. We're going to make but, this the first. You're going to be the first expense we pay. <laughs> No, it was a common metric in the Internet days. But, no, they have uh, a lot going for them. They're, uh, uh, maybe a little. Well, the biggest one is valuation, three times. But their CapEx is $0.90. Cents. So that leaves them with $0.45 cents a share. It's sort free. of like cash flow before uses, right? That's right. Absolutely. I'm not denying that. They got $0.45 cents free cash flow. Stocks at 3.3. So that's less than nine times free cash flow. Unfortunately, uh, I think a fair amount of that is used up in interest expense. So they're actually not generating cash right now in a great degree, but they are seeing some margin improvements, and uh, carpet's going to come back. There's a lot of fear because of the housing thing, but carpet is, you know, it's got a replacement cycle. It's not how many new houses, it's <laughs> how many meantime, old houses. in the meantime, if anything goes wrong, they go out of business. Well, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> That's why this is what I'm going to rate on my risk category, gamey, okay? I don't know if the value guys have had a gamey rating you know, before. My nose gonna, was twitching, too. We're so. going to throw it out as gamey. Don't put all your mom's money in this by any Glad means. We're outside. But Wellman, their biggest owner, I just want to say Can is... Can tell everybody we're up at the cabin? We are up at the cabin, and we come here sometimes too frequently if you ask our wives. But in any case, Warburg Pincus Private Equity owns 35% of this thing. I know people there. You do too, Vern. These guys are smart, and I think they're going to get cost. Sounds like somebody who had capital in and decided they need to put in more to help Get it, make it work, uh, well, I don't know here. You know, uh, let me see. Since they're not actually showing an equity number. Oh, wait a minute. Here it is. Okay. Their equity has been going straight down for eight years, so that's not good. But what I want to say is they're generating about $60 million a share in gross cash flow. They've had a lot of expenses going against them. You know, the big input here is, of course, oil yeah. and related Did I just products. hear you tell me that book value is zero? Uh, I didn't do all the math on that. No, no book value. 150 million is projected for next year's share equity. There's 38 million shares. So what's that? Three and a half bucks. It's trading at a round book. And I just think I they make money. This comp. Well, yeah, this company's been around a long time. You've got some smart private equity guys in there who know how to fire people. Let me practice it. Okay. Hey, buddy. 
you're fired, okay? They're going to just have to do that about... No, I like this call. Gonna have realistically, to if you want to make some serious money in a short period of right. time, you're going to have to take this, some shots this like this. This thing is not going out of business right now. Officers and directors... Would somebody buy it for their capacity? Officers, Would somebody with the assets? Well, you know, this stuff that they make, which is... Uh, polyester fiber and all this plastic and stuff like that. Mm. It's been really harmed by raw material prices going up, and they have to lag a little bit on price increases, but those things are coming through now. That's a little bit of why I think this is a good time to buy this. It could I think this would five. be a good time to remind our uh, listeners that sometimes purposes. we know nothing about well, what we're talking no, I've, about. I've known this company for 20 years, so well, I'm not a... the pricing's coming through. Maybe they can't get any price. I don't at know all. that it is. You know what? There's okay. a book I want to recommend to my listeners here today, Black Swan. It's about how people like us sit around and go, oh, it's not in the normal distribution. You know what? History's changed by things that are sort of not in the distribution. And so uh, if you can just create a author. Set, yeah. Author, that's a lot of extraneous information. Let's see. No, Look it up right. on Amazon. Right. I just got the book. I'm in the middle of it. Anyway, uh, if you uh, create conditions to benefit from good luck, uh, that's okay. how you make money. These guys, I think, right now. Any chance you're almost done? I, I am done. Thank you, Wellman. <laughs> and now let me turn it over to Vern Value with great, wait minute, with wait great enthusiasm, oh, okay. but only modest fanfare. Cheers. Mm, I only got a modest this week. Ah. Sometimes it's none at all, so that's pretty good. Uh, okay, so I'll mm -hmm. tell you later which one's my favorite. I'm not sure now. I'm going to drink a little and for, tell you. Think about okay. it for a little bit. All right, how much time? That, now, the whole time he was talking, I've <laughs> you been were drinking. sleeping. I've been <laughs> drinking. So, all right. <laughs> uh, you, so you know, keep going. Uh, what's the uh, caveat emptor? Okay. No question. Buyer beware, right? Okay, so I'm going to. I'm going to. We're going to revisit coal. Because these stocks have rallied some. Coal, the great energy of the this future. Is a, it's a, I, it, I remain convinced. We've talked about the fact that we've done a lot of work on this space. We own several we names in it. Vern. No, I'm talking about, yeah, we at my shop. At your shop. Okay. I know nothing about coal. Good. Go ahead. Take it away. Let your, uh, never mind. Well, Joy, Glo Joy Global I've studied a little bit. That's a yeah. great company. Okay. I'm glad you're well, going to talk about it. Well, this week, you know, what's value line say on their cover? Uh, we also welcome Bucyrus, a longtime member of the service. Really? To the coal industry. Bucyrus? What are they, I in the Marines they, or I something? Think what they're referring to is that this company has been around as, off and on as a public company for like a century. Bucyrus Siri was the uh, prior name. Uh, yeah, and it might even have had a different name prior to that. I, like maybe Bucyrus and Erie had to be put together. Hmm. I, you know, I'm not sure. But um, I, it, 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 their uh, machines dug the uh, Panama Canal. Did they? Yeah, this company's been around a while. Really? Okay. What about the Erie Canal? So for that's what I'm curious about. Unknown, I, that I don't understand. For some time, Value Line has been uh, covering Joy Global. We've talked about it in the past. They the are chart's the, amazing. Uh, the world's uh, leading manufacturer of mining machinery and equipment, uh, with coal as their largest market. As I recall, more than uh, half of their sales are into coal mining applications. Uh, J O Y G trades over the counter recently around fifty nine. So they have giant shovels, like giant, that carve yeah, they, out they, cliffs they, to they, find yeah, coal, they, right? They, they make machines used in open pit mines, like you're describing. They're giant, right? They're also yeah. They're, How big? Come on, like the listeners want to know. Airplane yeah. hangers, cruise ships. <laughs> they're uh, giant. Um, you know, bigger than your 
average Tahoe. Tahoe or Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've seen pictures of these, Couldn't right? These things like lift up your if, house. If you want to see on. their product, just go to your local Barnes & Noble or uh, Borders or whatever your bookstore is. That and they has, sell them in aisle five. You know, no, where they have the big bargain book area, there's always some giant picture book called, you know, World's Giantest Machine. Can't you just look it up? Like it's that. at their website. But it's just, I've seen them. They're amazing. Yeah, but it's look more it fun up. to go to the bookstore and stumble on it, the way I'm describing <laughs> they also make uh, machinery used to uh, mine coal underground, too. Hmm. Okay? So, best of both worlds. Top Beautiful. and bottom. Wow. Think about that. I'm, I am. Or don't. In, in any event, uh, because of what's been going on at coal, their business has been doing uh, fabulously well. Uh, revenue in 2002, less than $1.2 billion, had doubled by 06 to 2.4. Expected to be up another third in 08 at 3.2. And value lines, you know, out there in Never Never Land, uh, it says revenue should be north of four and a half billion dollars. So, on a very steep growth curve, uh, the stock um, is at a high, near high this year, but uh, traded above seventy last yeah, year. I remember they crashed on just some bad, or well, perceived bad been, new guidance, right? Well, no, I, there's there's actually been a problem in the short term in the U.S. coal market um, where uh, we had. Uh, a mild winter a couple winters ago, built up some excess inventories. The industry uh, didn't really adjust right away to that. So they got into 06, still producing too much uh, product, and started to cut back in the second half of the year. And the amazing thing about this name is that their numbers have continued to go up at an amazing rate, despite the fact that their uh, that demand in their most important market, the U.S. underground coal market, has been uh, very weak over the last year or so. Uh, so there's at least some mm-hmm. prospect that value lines numbers for 08, maybe 08, 09 time frame proved to be too conservative in terms of growth expectations. But nevertheless, trading at a discount to the market, yeah. right, mm-hmm. uh, with 20% earnings growth expected in 07 and, oh, by the way, in 08. They actually, have no competitors to speak I, of. I think, they're, I think the actually the percentage growth rate it, it accelerates a little Don't bit. Don't they have a monopoly well. kind of on this stuff, basically? Uh, it's about 11 times enterprise value to EBITDA. So at 15 times gross cash flow, both of those higher than we normally want to pay. But Value Line's looking for, uh, what, long-term sales growth, 18%, earnings and cash flow, 20 to 25%. Uh, remember, even though they're returning 30% on capital, uh, they've run into some headwind lately. So, um, In orders, you know, because story. prices are down. We, you know, it's done well. We're pleased by that. Want to own it, but doesn't look real cheap. What about know? the monopoly thing? How Do they the, have a monopoly? Well, they, that's why the numbers. That's why they have thirty percent return on capital and twenty percent operating margins. Right. And they're growing at such um, impressive rates on the top line. Okay. Now, Bucyrus, who is their only competitor in the world, ah. symbol B U C Y, um, makes historically makes just open pit, the big giant stuff you're talking about. But recently, not underground. Value Line says in May they bought a company called DBT of Germany for seven hundred million in cash. They do and stock. underground, and this is the number one competitor in underground. To underground, Joy. right? You see how so I know now, nothing, Cyrus but I can just predict top and bottom too. That's just the thing like I can Joy do. Global, Burn. and uh, you know, there's talk here about. Um, you know, um, margin potential in China, India, Russia. There's got to be tons of costs they can just take out. Sales forces the, for one, right? Well, no, I, I, oh. I wouldn't. You know, you need oh, uh, oh. well, you oh. need product support close well, to the, the expert, mine, the, the, and you don't necessarily have surface and underground mines in close proximity. So you're going to have assets for both. 
but this one, this stock, although it's trading at 20 times earnings, 71 bucks, a 5% premium to market instead of a 5% discount, hmm. okay. uh, is only about eight times enterprise value to EBITDA. If I've got this right and value lines numbers have been adjusted correctly for financing DBT, but it looks like they have been. Uh, their return on capital is lower. Um, had been running around 19%, depressed now to the 9 10% range by the acquisition. Value line saying 15% longer term, still not anywhere near joys. Um, operating margins, though, they think 19% longer term. That's in joys territory. So, I, you know, maybe it just comes down to capital base equalizing over time. But uh, this one on that basis looks cheaper. Uh, growth in earnings per share, 07, 60%, 08.35. So it's going to come down, not sustainable. Wow. But maybe sustainable at the same 20 as Joy. Well, why would Joy be more expensive on enterprise value to EBITDA and on cash well, why flow? Why are they buying all this stuff in That's China? they're bigger and they have higher returns China's a coal-based uh, economy, isn't it? The other thing I see is Bucyrus I'll on the insider later. decision chart value line showing Bucyrus buyers and no sellers hmm. and Joy Global sellers in recent months. So little bit of a red flag. So I, I think the share gain by Bucyrus then. Rather right? than trying to figure this out. By both? Uh, yeah. You by should have either? some of each. Oh, you neutralize. Since there's only the two players, you can completely own eliminate the, market. Own the, the company market. risk by owning the market. So that's our recommendation. Own some of it both. Is. Now, and I'd, so, like, to, I'd mm-hmm. like to buy them not at their highs for the year, which they are both very close to. But in terms of uh, what they, you know, what their, uh, what their valuation profile looks like relative to coal companies where you might think, well, gee, I get a better, I get better leverage to the coal story there. And and folks, let's take a second here. You know, I, we're we're big supporters of renewable energy sources. We'd love to see we wind are. farms in all kinds of places where humans aren't around. I'm and have withholding to my to vote until I learn more. Um, you know, tidal energy is very exciting. There's a lot of interesting uh, breakthroughs there. Uh, natural gas, of course, is cleaner, but we have dramatic issues with the supply of natural gas in our country, limitations on it. We have a lot of coal. Coal's um, got to gain share. We have, no a, we have a populace that's scared to death of nuclear. We have nothing to do with the waste from the from the process once we once we actually use it. Tidal we, power, nobody solar wants to power. allow oil or gas to be pumped where it now exists. The remaining reserves are generally off our coast. Well, no one wants refineries in the U.S. That's it, which makes clear. it on top electric of everything. Electric cars. That's the, that's the ticket if we're going to get off and preach. All of these, I, all I of think these electric things, cars. All of the these things hold tremendous potential at the margin, but our economy grows by. You know, I mean, we add, what, Spain every year in terms of growth or something? Uh, to fuel that, we're going to need a lot more fuel than's available from those sources. So for the, for the time being, folks, whether you like it or not, there's going to be more coal. Now, we can, we can force the industry to develop uh, more environmentally friendly technologies to burn it, but it is the most abundant energy source Here's we have. Here's what I have. think. Take these giant Canadian tar sands. And rather than Have buy- them make the electricity right there. Keep the smoke and crap in Canada. Find a more efficient way to distribute it. it. Right now, the problem enough of it. There's a problem with transmitting electricity. You lose a lot of power in the lines. Work on that technology. Make all this crap in Canada. All of these and then ship it down here. All of these things hugely important. I have the answer. I'm a big believer and supporter for all of them. Work on the wires of them making a dent in our total appetite for energy. They just it's not realistic. Canada's as big as Saudi Arabia. Contribute much of anything in the next ten years. Canada. Don't these now, guys sell a lot of stuff the coal to coal miners? You bear the price risk of the commodity, of course. Well, true. And what I 
always like to look at is, you know, what's the stock price in terms of actual eventual earnings power? And Bucyrus at I like to look at it compared to what it's going to be in the future. $72 is about eight times the $9 long-term earnings estimate that Value Line has for Bucyrus, so about eight times. Uh, By the same measure, Joy Global is nine times the Value Line estimate. Hmm. Peabody, Peabody largest largest private sector coal company in the world. 15% 15% sales growth, 20% When did they change the name from growth. Peabody Coal? I don't know. Forecast by Value Line. But this I don't is, know if Vern and I are getting along. This stock is a 20% <laughs> to market on PE. It's 13 times EBITDA. I'm just trying to ask a question. And it's 11 times that long Can I call estimate. in? What's your dial in? What, what's the question? <laughs> Go ahead and ask the question. It, weren't they Peabody Coal? Yes, they were Peabody well, Coal. When did this time. all change? Sometime in the last five years. All right, great. I'll just be silent the rest of the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm all set. Then Arch Coal, ACI, 13 times that long-term estimate. A little cheaper on uh, EV to EBITDA, 34% premium. I'm not on sure. I don't know if Vern's so review the best went well recently. <laughs> now, Massey, you can buy at a market multiple, six and a half times EV EBITDA, but 60% debt. They barely cover their interest. Return on capital long-term, uh, not expected to reach their cost of capital. Massey. So it's six times cash flow, but... This stock has improved. We recommended it near the bottom. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ride this too long. It's a good what call. You wanna, what you want to own, folks, is you want to own the machinery companies. One of the beautiful things of adding Bucyrus to the service is they had to update to the descriptions of these companies. And one of the things we've complained about in the past about Joy is in the description there's nothing about the importance of aftermarket replacement parts and nothing. services. And that nothing makes us angrier than that. I'm steaming. <laughs> But on the Bucyrus description, no, lo and behold, money. aftermarket replacement parts and service, 64% of So revenue. they've got it now. Good. Now, they say it goes, down letters some, coming. it goes down some with the acquisition. But I think in both cases, they're, they're, they're both above 50%. So uh, a great base of stable, high-margin cash flow yeah. that um, you can use to, well, in any event, we, we like them the best. J O Y G U C Y. I like them the best. I. Man, you are ju- you're just brutal. Get some confidence in yourself, Vern. It's you that likes it. I like it. these the best. I, I, the coal companies would be interesting at the right price, but I can buy the machinery guys cheaper. And uh, it's a duopoly, and uh, both companies are well-run and they have high returns, and uh, you want to own both. All right, and I'll have my favorite. Now, I've talked about Avery Dennison in the past. I like it, and H.B. Fuller. But this week, I'm going to go with Wellman. Just hey, good take, news. Take... We're still recording. Wow. Excellent. All right. I'm sorry. Were you saying something? Yes, I was. Thank Did you. Did you have a favorite saying, idea? Wellman. Or? It's worth a little flyer. <laughs> take some allowance money that you don't some, need. That's right. Buy some Take some mad, mad money. Double. This is mad money. I think it goes to six. This is an easy double. Or zero, but try it out. Is WLM. That Kramer got that? I that did he get mad money from the idea that you have money stashed away and you would invest it in his ideas, or is he just mad? I don't. Or know. Or is it just because he's? I, I, it could and be is both. It mad, it's angry, a double or entendre. Double entendre. Hello. What does that mean? I have no idea. I okay. Don't either. Thank you, everybody. Like I said, you're the order. Never mind. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Value Line Observer for the uh, week of June 4th. Roger, uh, that's all for this and week. And we'll see you next week.